Chapter Forty One of the Book of Elves and Fairies for Storytelling and Reading Aloud. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Book of Elves and Fairies for Storytelling and Reading Aloud by Francis Jenkins Olcott. Kentaro, the Golden Boy From Japan Once upon a time a poor widow and her little boy lived in a cave in the midst of a great forest. The little one's name was Kentaro, the Golden Boy. He was a sturdy fellow with red cheeks and laughing eyes. He was different from other boys. When he fell down, he sang cheerily. If he wandered away from the cave, he could always find his way home again, and while he was yet very small, he could swing a heavy axe in circles round his head. Kentaro grew to be ten years old and a handsome, manly lad he was. Then his mother looked at him often and sighed deeply. Must my child grow up in this lonely forest? thought she sadly. Will he never take his place in the world of men? Alas, alas! But Kintero was perfectly happy. The forest was full of his playmates. Every living thing loved him. When he lay on his bed of ferns, the birds flew nestling to his shoulder and peeped into his eyes. The butterflies and moths settled on his face and trod softly over his brown body. But his truest friends were the bears that dwelt in the forest. When he was tired of walking, a mother bear carried him on her back. Her cubs ran to greet him and romped and wrestled with him. Sometimes Kintaro would climb up the smooth-barked monkey tree and sit on the topmost bough and laugh at the vain efforts of his shaggy cub friends to follow him. Then came the bear's supper time and the feast of golden liquid honey. Now it happened, one summer, that there was to be a great day of sports for the forest creatures. Soon after dawn, a gentle-eyed stag came to waken Kintero. The boy, with a farewell kiss to his mother and a caress to the stag, leaped on his friend's back and wound his arms around his soft neck, and away they went with long, noiseless bounds through the forest. Uphill, across valleys, through thickets they bounded until they reached a leafy spot in a wide green glade near a foaming cataract. There the stag set Kintero down, and the boy seated himself on a mossy stone and began to whistle sweetly. Immediately the forest rustled with living things. The songbirds came swiftly to his call. The eagle and the hawk flew from distant heights. The crane and the heron stepped proudly from their hyacinth pools and hastened to the glade. All Kintero's feathered friends flocked thither and rested in the cedar branches. Then through the undergrowth came running the wolf, the bear, the badger, the fox, 
and the martin and seated themselves around Kintaro. They all began to speak to him. He listened as they, they told their joys and sorrows, and he spoke graciously to each, for Kintaro had learned the language of beasts, birds, and flowers. And who had taught Kintaro all this? The Tengus, the wood elves, and even while he was listening to the forest creatures, the Tengus themselves came rumbling, came tumbling out of the trees, or popping up from behind stones. Very strange little elves they were. Each had the body of a man, the head of a hawk, powerful claws, and a long, long nose that usually trailed on the ground. And every little Tengu wore on his feet tiny stilt-like clogs. All these queer wood elves came toward Kintaro, walking very proudly with their arms crossed, heads well thrown back, and long noses held erect in the air. At their head was the chief Tengu, very old, with a gray beard and sharp beak. The chief Tengu seated himself beside Kintaro on the mossy stone, and waved a seven-feathered fan in the air immediately the sports began the young tengus were fond of games they found their long noses most useful they now fenced with them and balanced bowls full of goldfish on them then two of the tengus straightened their noses and joined them together and so made a tight rope on this a young tengu with a paper umbrella in one hand and leading a little dog with the other, danced and jumped through a hoop, and all the time an old Tengu sang a dance song, and another Tengu beat time with a fan. Kintaro cheered loudly and clapped his hands, and the beasts and birds barked, hissed, growled, or sang for pleasure. So the morning passed swiftly and delightfully, and the time came for the forest animals to take part in the sports. They did so running, leaping, tumbling, and flying. Last of all stood up a great father bear to wrestle with Kintaro. Now the boy had been taught to fight by his friends the Tengus, and he had learned from them many skillful tricks. So he and the bear gripped with each other and began to wrestle very hard the bear was powerful and strong and his claws like iron but Kintaro was not afraid backward and forward they swayed and struggled while the tengus and the forest creatures sat watching now it happened that the great hero reiku was just returning from slaying many horrible ogres and hags his way lay through the forest and at that moment he heard the noise of the wrestling he stopped his horse and peered through the trees into the glade there he saw the circle of animals and little tengus and Kintaro struggling with the powerful bear just at that moment the boy with a skillful movement threw the clumsy creature to the ground i must have that boy for my son thought reiku he will make a great hero he must be mine 
so he waited until Kintaro had mounted the stag and bounded away through the forest. Then Reiku followed him on his swift steed to the cave. When Kintaro's mother learned that Reiku was the mighty warrior who had slain the ogres and hags, she let him take her son to his castle. But before Kintaro went, he called together all his friends, the Tengus, the birds, and the beasts, and bade them farewell in words that they remember to this day. His mother did not follow her son to the land of men, for she loved the forest best. But Kintaro, when he became a great hero, often came to see her in her home, and all the people of Japan called him Kintaro, the golden boy. End of chapter 41. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.